0: 1 Corinthians 13 lists the qualities of agape love, all that love is and all that love isn't. First on the isn't list is the all-too-human emotion of envy. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah explains why envy is so dangerous and destructive to love that Jesus called it an evil eye. From the power of love, here's David to introduce today's captivating message, Love's Power Over Envy. Well, friends,
1: uh, envy's always been an issue for people, Christians, non-Christians alike. But with the advent of uh, the Internet, it has exploded into one of the major issues people deal with. Because every day they see what others have, and every day they want what others have. And pretty soon they become envious, and their heart is no longer content. In today's lesson, we're going to talk about love's power over envy. And at the end uh, of the lesson, tomorrow, we'll give you some things you can do if you struggle with envy. A list of things that you can do to begin to get power over the evilness, as we said at the beginning, the evil eye of envy. You cannot be a happy person if you're filled with envy. And you cannot be a loving person because love cancels out envy if it's God's love. We'll get to it in a moment. Uh, But let me remind you again that uh, we're going to the Caribbean in in December. Uh, We have room for you if you want to come with us. The dates are the 27th of December through the 7th of January in the new year. We'll be on the cruise ship over the new year. We'll have a big party that night. Uh, We'll have a wonderful time to study the Word of God and to face forward with our thoughts. I'll be sharing some things about how to plan for the year, how to think through how God might want to use you in the new year. We'll be talking very practically about how to get ready for 2024. Along with us uh, on this journey to the Caribbean will be Michael Sanchez, Uriel Vega, and the Martins. So we're going to have a great time together. We'd love for you to come. Go to our website, which is davidjeremiah.org. Get all the directions there you need to find out what you need to do and come and join us. Well, let's get started. This is Love's Power Over Envy, Part One.
2: Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And the royal stepmother of pretty Snow White for years was reassured by her mirror that none was fairer than she. But one day, when Snow White had grown up to be lovelier than her stepmother, the queen received this shocking news from her mirror O oh, lady queen, thou still art fair, but none to Snow White can compare. And the queen, died in a fit of fury after an unsuccessful attempt to kill her stepdaughter envy oh what a disease it is there's a latin proverb that says that envy is the enemy of honor william shakespeare called envy the green sickness Philip Bailey, the eloquent English poet of another time, vividly described jealousy as a coal that comes hissing hot from hell. Envy is the uneasiness of the mind caused by the consideration of a good we desire but which somebody else obtains. Jesus himself said that envy was an evil eye, Matthew 20:15. Now Paul in his discussion of love in 1 Corinthians 13 has already given us two positive characteristics of love. Love is patient, love is kind. Now he begins to describe those characteristics that are mutually exclusive from godly love. In the next part of the chapter he gives to us eight characteristics that do not belong in agape love. In essence, eight things that agape love can never do. Eight things that agape love can never be. The enemies of love. Those characteristics and qualities that are hostile to agape, godly love. And the first negative characteristic is the characteristic of envy or jealousy. And Paul says that love does not envy. The Greek word for envy is an interesting word. It is a word which comes from the Greek root word zeao, and it means to boil or to seethe. In its individual use, without a context, the word can be either positive or negative. The word to boil or to seethe could refer to something positive, such as enthusiasm Sometimes that word is translated in the New Testament by the word zeal. But when the word is found in a negative context, it always has to do with the seething, boiling jealousy and envy that grows within the heart. It's interesting that in the English translation of the word za'a'o, it can be translated either by the word zealous or by the word Jealous just one little letter separates the two but there is a world of difference between those emotions and Paul writing to the Corinthians is telling them having observed from first-hand observation and read concerning them in the letters that he received he is telling them who have been torn apart in their church by factions and divisions and jealousy that agape love leaves no room for a jealous envious heart love does not envy. Now whenever we speak of the word envy we often use interchangeably with the word jealous and uh, though they are used often in the New Testament interchangeably there is a subtle difference between the two words. If I had to tell you which one is worse I guess I would say envy is worse than jealousy because the Bible says that God is jealous but never does it say he is envious. (laughs) the difference between jealousy and envy is like this envy stands at the bottom of the pile breathing ill will at everyone who is above it jealousy stands at the top of the pile afraid that somebody will replace it envy is angry at what everyone else has that it does not possess Jealousy is afraid that what it owns will be taken away by someone else. Envy begins with empty hands, mourning its lack, but joying when others lose their superiority. Jealousy begins with full hands, fearful of losing what it has already achieved to someone else. Envy, in a sense, is a backhanded compliment. Someone once gave me a sheet of paper that said that jealousy is the tribute that mediocrity pays to genius. Think of that one for a moment. Someone else has said that in order to be little, you have to be little. <laughs> to be jealous or envious means to reach out at what somebody is or somebody has and not to rejoice with them in their accomplishment. The biblical concept of sympathy tells us that we're to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, but jealousy turns that on its head and says, no, the jealous person weeps with those that rejoice and rejoices with those that weep. Jealousy is the green sickness, the hot coal that hisses from hell, and jealousy has destroyed families and interrupted marriages and torn apart churches and destroyed relationships it is perhaps the one vice that has brought more ill will to the kingdom of God than any other with the possible exception of its twin sin that of pride now if you study jealousy in the Bible and envy in the Bible you will discover a very interesting concept if I had a title for today's message it would be this Jealousy travels in circles. Envy travels in circles. You will find envy in the Bible and in social relationships in very interesting places. For instance, jealousy travels in possession circles. In the Old Testament book of Genesis, chapter 26, in verse 14, we read that affluent Isaac had possessions and flocks and herds and great stores of servants and the Philistines envied him. Jealousy often travels in the circles of the affluent who though they have accomplished much and have gained much and have accrued much they always have their eye on the other who has a little bit more. Often you find a jealous spirit among those who have already accomplished what would seem to the rest to be more than enough jealousy and envy travels in possession circles jealousy and envy secondly travels in power circles in the old testament we read about Miriam and Aaron and Korah who envied Moses leadership and the book of Psalms 106 and verse 16 says this they envied Moses in the camp and if you read the old testament book of kings and chronicles what you have there is one sordid story after another of a king whose authority was usurped by someone else who wanted his power and was willing to kill or be a traitor or be devious in order to do it and it is just the power struggle in the old testament and nothing is new under the sun it is still alive and well today when you come to the new testament scriptures you see the sanhedrin persecuting the disciples at first you think it is religious persecution until you study it carefully and then you discover that the real hang-up with the Sanhedrin was this the traditional ecclesiastical power was being threatened by this new wave of Christianity called the disciples doctrine and Acts chapter 5 and verse 17 has this interesting statement filled with jealousy They arrested the apostles and put them in the common prison. (laughs) There is a tendency to be jealous of any power that does not emanate from ourselves. And often when you see the green sickness on a rampage, it will be in circles where power is at stake. I talked with a friend of mine who serves in another ministry. And he told me of the anguish of his own heart as one power struggle after another continued to tear that ministry apart because of jealousy that travels in the power circles. Jealousy, thirdly, travels in performing circles. The Bible tells us in the Old Testament that when Rachel found out that Leah had given birth to sons and Rachel was still barren, the scripture says she envied her sister. And I suppose the classic is the Old Testament story of David and Saul. David, that young warrior who went out and took the head off of Goliath in behalf of his people. And as he was coming back from his great accomplishments, the maidens of Israel began to sing and dance. David has slain his ten thousands while Saul has just slain his thousands. And the words came to the ears of Saul and the green sickness began to creep into his life and Saul spent the rest of his life trying to take David's life because he was so angry over David's performance which he could not duplicate jealousy and envy travels in performance circles I read in the Reader's Digest about a mother of four who was talking about her neighbor who had four children and she said she's amazing her house is always as neat as a pin she's a wonderful cook she does her own sewing her children are polite and well-behaved she's active in the PTA helps with the brownies and is a den mother for the Cub Scouts she is pretty and has loads of personality she makes me sick (laughs) and we've often said that in jest but that's what we're talking about jealousy runs in performing circles and you never find it more at home than within the Christian church especially in the area of music but oftentimes in church music circles, you will see the jealous spirit creep in among those who are competitors for some major solo or part or individual place. Jealousy travels in performing circles. Fourth, jealousy travels in professional circles. When Paul was in prison in Rome, the bible tells us in the book of philippians that the other preachers who were his contemporaries began to preach and take advantage of his imprisonment and they preached out of envy and contention and paul had a choice to make would he return envy for envy or would he deal with that in the spiritual sensitive way and the bible tells us that paul said even if they preach for the wrong motive i rejoice that the gospel is being preached he could have been caught up in professional jealousy and may I suggest to you as a minister of the gospel that there is no place where professional jealousy finds inroads any more than in the clerical circles. I was reading some words written by D. DeWitt Talmage, and he's talking in this little article about professional jealousy, and he says, I am sorry to say that in matters of jealousy, it is not better in the ministry than in other professions. There are now, he wrote, in all denominations, a great many young clergymen who have the ability for superior usefulness. But they are kept down and kept back and crippled by the older ministers who look askance at these rising evangelists. They are snubbed, they are jostled, they are patronizingly advised. It is suggested to them that they better know their place. If here and there one with more nerve and brain and consecration and divine force seems to go by the senior ministers who want to keep the chief places, then the young are advised in the words of the scripture to tarry in Jericho till their beards are grown. They are charged with sensationalism. It is said of them that they are compared to rockets that go up in a blaze and come down in sticks, and the brevity of their career is jubilantly prophesied. Professional jealousy. Later on in his book, he tells the story of Dr. Albert Barnes, to whom I am personally indebted for Barnes' notes on the New Testament, a book that I have referred to often for so much good background material. Dr. Albert Barnes served as a pastor of the First Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia from 1830 to 1867. And he was the outstanding leader of his day, as well as a great author of a series of many Old and New Testament Bible studies. Albert Barnes was put on trial by his denomination on the accusation that he did not believe in a limited atonement. And as the result of that trial, he was decreed to sit silent for a whole year in the pew in his Philadelphia church while someone else preached in the pulpit. Talmage made this comment he said the pretended offense that he did not believe in a limited atonement was not the real offense the real offense was this it was the fact that all of the men who tried him put together could not possibly equal one albert barnes end of quote jealousy and some of you men know what i'm talking about it jumps into your place of business Somebody wants your job, and they'll do anything they can to cut you down. They're so jealous of what you have. And uh, some of the men I know who live in the corporate world tell me, if you don't play the game, you end up getting decimated and passed over and left behind. Oh, the temptation! But I want to remind you that what Paul is saying in First Corinthians thirteen is that envy and jealousy will destroy your ability to love. Where envy and jealousy grow as weeds, the flower of godly love cannot flourish. And unless you are willing to face that as God sees it and deal with it as sin, then you will be a cripple in your ability to love for the rest of your life. Jealousy travels in circles. Let me suggest to you last of all that jealousy travels in paternal circles. Jealousy is often found in the family in fact i studied this concept in the scriptures and i found out there are more personal illustrations about jealousy within the family than in any other context than in any other circle as is illustrated in the bible let me just kind of give you a brief survey uh, we began immediately in the old testament with cain's jealousy of abel and then ishmael who mocks isaac the day he was weaned and of course even today the Arabs and the Jews are still at each other over that jealous fit at birth Jacob sees the heel of his twin Esau typifying his later aspirations for Esau's superior birthright Jesus was rejected by his own brothers because of his claims of superiority in the story of the prodigal son when the prodigal son returns home where is the older brother Listen to his words to his dad in luke fifteen twenty nine lo these many years do I serve thee yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends it 's dripping with the green sickness, jealousy. I suppose the greatest illustration of jealousy within the family is found in the thirty seventh chapter of Genesis, where we read about Joseph, who was the Child of his father's old age and was preferred by his father above all of the other brothers, which probably wasn't too wise on the part of Jacob. And he made him a coat that was multicolored, a special coat to single him out as the special one in the family. Joseph was still doing all right until he went to meet his brothers and then began to interpret for them his dream. The dreams were that uh, they were going to bow down before him and he was going to be the leader. And the scripture says that his brothers hated Joseph. And later on it says they hated him even more. And then it says they greatly hated him. And the New Testament commentary in the book of Acts says, out of jealousy and envy, they sold him to the traveling merchants and he became an exile in Egypt. Jealousy. And most of us is modern-day parents have experienced it You remember mothers when you brought that little bundle of joy home from the hospital and the five-year-old came to check it out the first time initial joy was the first emotion and then the green sickness started to slip in here was this little one who was held and loved and cooed over and bragged over and everybody talked about how beautiful she was and if mom wasn't holding him dad was and when all the neighbors came he was the object of attention and here's this little five-year-old who was number one who is now number two and it doesn't feel very good my parents tell me that when my younger sister was born i was praying for a baby brother and when my mother and father came home with mary alice they took me into the room to show me the addition to our family and my dad said i walked in and i looked at it and i went hmm, and turned around and walked out <laughs> i want you to know that i love my sister and i'm sure glad that god gave her to our family she's a joy to our life but i don't know if i was thing out of disappointment or out of jealousy somebody else that i have to give up a part of the love of my parents to sibling rivalry has written many books And it is a common source of envy and jealousy within the family. The Bible says that when jealousy enters the front door, love goes out the back door. And watch what happens in a human family when jealousy begins to grow and develop between family members. And you will see the absence of agape. Now before we talk about how jealousy works, let me remind you that the message here is this. Jealousy travels in circles. You see, I have never been tempted one time to be jealous of a professional wrestler. I mean it's never touched me once that I watch those guys on television. I'm not jealous of them. I sort of feel sorry for them. I'm not jealous of painters or plumbers. I don't have any problems of jealousy with uh, bank presidents or all of the rest of it. You know where my jealousy... It runs in circles. My problems with jealousy are in the circle where I live. The other guy who does what I do, who might do it better than I do it. Jealousy runs in circles.
1: Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Interesting isn't it that uh, you can pat yourself on the back that you're not envious or jealous of all those people I mentioned. but. Uh, if you have that problem, it's because of somebody who's in your space doing what you do. And uh, we'll have more about that tomorrow here on Turning Point. I hope you'll join us then as we finish up our discussion of love's power over envy. And then on Friday, we began two discussions on love's power over pride. Really important these things, and First Corinthians thirteen is helping us sort them through. Hey, we have a study guide for this series called The Power of Love. It's a little bit, a little bit larger than our normal ones—150 pages. Beautiful text outlines, uh, verses to look up, questions to answer, to help you get this material in your system. And there's a CD package to go with it to ask about it. When you call a right today, we'll help you get yours and have it sent right to your home. And don't forget to join us tomorrow right here on this good station as we continue our discussion of the power
0: of love. For more information on Dr. Jeremiah's series, The Power of Love, please visit our website where you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected. Our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca/slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca/slash radio, or call us at 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of our inspiring 14-month calendar for 2024. Focused on God's enduring faithfulness, the unchanging promises of God, it's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard, New International, and New King James Versions, available in your choice of handsome cover options. Get all the details when you visit our website, davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series, The Power of Love, on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. Christmas will be here before you know it. So now is the time to prepare your heart with a timeless devotional written by Dr. David Jeremiah called Season of Joy. Enter the Christmas season with restored hope, resounding joy, reassuring peace, and renewed faith. This inspirational book is yours for a gift of any amount in support of Turning Point. And for a gift of $100 or more, you'll receive a four-pack to share the season of joy with others. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca. That's davidjeremiah.ca. Take the young ones in your life on an unforgettable journey that will get them excited about the Word of God with Airship Genesis Legendary Bible Adventures from Turning Point. Tune in to our monthly audio adventures and join the Genesis Exploration Squad as they travel back in time to experience the stories of the Bible firsthand and discover life-changing lessons. Also available is the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible. Packed with the biblical content specifically written for kids. From trusted Bible teacher, Dr. David Jeremiah. You can also download our Airship Genesis mobile game on your favorite smart device. And play as your favorite characters in this puzzle adventure game. As the squad experiences the life of Jesus firsthand. Just go to your app store and type the keywords Airship Genesis. For more details or to order a copy of the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible, visit our website at airshipgenesis.com Bible. That's airshipgenesis.com slash Bible.
1: You have heard this expression. When the going gets tough, the tough go shopping. Well, some people go shopping, some people go to the refrigerator, some people go to the phone or the email. We all have ways we respond to life when the going gets tough. So what do you do when your life gets hard? I'd like to suggest an alternative. When the going gets tough, the tough go to Jesus. After all, Jesus has issued an invitation. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I can't imagine a better place to go when the going gets tough. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's rest on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home.